Poker, All the Games, is a podcast that introduces listeners to more than 20 variations of poker. Each episode will highlight one game, as well as dive into any controversial news in the poker world. We know why you're here. Because you love poker as much as we do. Now introducing your host, Sean Griegas. Hello and welcome to our podcast, Poker, All the Games. This is episode 19. We're coming at you from the northeast coast of the United States, October 2022. I'm your host, Sean, online as Atomic Squeeze, Nuke Hops, Nuclear Hops, or Homebrew, depending on where you play. We have a fun and informative show for you today where we'll be focusing on Dramaha. We'll find out what I'm drinking for this episode, then we'll get to Dramaha, and you'll get to hear about my recent play since the last episode, as well as my opinion on all those usernames that you hear me mention that I play under. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the show as much as I enjoy shooting the shit about all things poker and beer. Since poker is a social game, and I brew and enjoy beer, as usual, I'll be cracking open a beer for today's episode. As we are now into fall with cooler weather, and since I've already reviewed an Oktoberfest and pumpkin beer in episodes 17 and 18 respectively, this episode I have a brown ale. Today's beer is one I brought back from my trip to Turning Stone, and As you might know, no trip or long weekend or time away or vacation or whatever you want to call it is complete without a trip to a brewery or at least somewhere to try some different beers. This beer, today's episode, is from Copper Copper City Brewing in Rome, New York, and it is their Black River Brown Ale. I'm pouring this one from a 12-ounce can into a Spiegelow lager glass, which is almost perfect for this beer. It's The only reason it's not perfect is the size of the glass. The Spiegelow lager glass is actually um, quite large, um, perfect for a beer with a large head, a nice uh, cold lager, but um, the brown ale, not so much uh, of the huge head. But anyway, um, and it's a you know twelve ounce can, so it's a it's a the, the glass is perfect. It's just a little large for a twelve ounce can. That, that's all. Um, but I don't give a shit. It's perfect for me, even with the twelve ounces of beer fitting in it. So be it. Let's have a smell. Oh, wonderful! Here's my first impression, and it's a funny sounding thing, but I've said it for a long time, and it rings true. This beer smells brown yep maybe it's simply the character that's found in a brown ale but it sums it up nicely once you smell a good example of a brown ale you'll agree and it'll make sense to use that description so more specifically this beer has a strong nutty aroma which i really enjoy in a brown ale there are also some chocolate notes light very light but 
uh, rich chocolate notes uh, wafting out from the glass that really fit this style. Let's have a look. A reasonable amount of foam that's perfectly acceptable for the style. Of course, it is, uh, it's a darkish, uh, medium, probably brown uh, color and uh, quite clear, actually, which is nice. Now the best part, let's have a taste. Oh, very nice. I get that nutty flavor that follows through from the aroma. Getting chocolate notes as well. Again, same things that uh, come across in the aroma. Nice bit of mouthfeel to this. Uh, there are oats in this one which lend to the body, providing that little uh, bit of uh, fullness in the mouth, which is, which is great. Um, it actually adds to the experience of drinking this one. Medium to low carbonation, which is typical for a brown ale. Not super low. Um, so I know some folks drink uh, some English ales, uh, which are, you know, some of them are cask ales, which are quite low in carbonation and uh, cellar temperature. Um, and we're used to drinking ice cold beer, mostly in America. And uh, this one has a nice amount of carbonation um, for an American brown ale. Black River Brown Ale comes in at 5.6% ABV. Now let's get talking some poker. Remember that our focus here is non-Hold'em poker, specifically for anyone interested in trying their hands at mixed games and or those looking to branch into other variations of poker. Whether you're a dealer, player, or card room manager, our goal is to bring you the rules, the deal, and easy-to-remember basic strategy tips to get you started in the mixed poker game arena. Today's episode will be covering Dramaha. Now that is spelling. I'm going to spell it out and I'll explain why. This is Dramaha spelled D-R-A-M-A-H-A. So like drama with a ha at the end. The reason I mention this is because there's another game with a very close spelling that is different. And that other game is Dramaha, spelled D-R-A-W-M-A-H-A. So today's game, we're missing the W. We'll discuss Dramaha in episode 21, which is uh, different than Dramaha. So keep that in mind. And that's the goal of this podcast, to try to keep the, the rules straight, the game straight, because there's a lot of variations uh, running around out there in the poker world. So let's get started. Why Dramaha? Well, we're continuing with combination games, and as we get deeper into the mixed game realm, these are games which most players have maybe never even heard of and, and simply just don't know the rules for. The goal here, as I mentioned, is to introduce players to all the games. Furthermore, Dramaha is a mix of two games we discussed early on, Five Card Draw, way back in Episode 1, and Big O High, also known as Five Card Omaha High, from Episode 3. Alright, let's get to the general play and rules of Dramaha. This is a combination of a drawing game and a flop game with fixed limit betting. Therefore, it is a split-pot game, but not a high-low split-pot game. Instead, the pot is split between two different games within one. Dramaha is a combination of the two games, five-card draw, and the flop game of Big O High, that is, five-card Omaha High. In the end, each player will be dealt five cards, 
with one draw to complete the five card draw hand, and there will also be five community cards dealt. The player with the best five card draw hand using the five cards in their hand wins one half of the pot. The player with the best five card big O high hand using exactly two cards from their hand and three cards of the five community cards wins one half of the pot. Like all split pot games, one player can scoop the entire pot. If one player has both the best five card draw hand and the best big O high hand, that player scoops the entire pot. And as we know from this podcast, if you listen to it, the goal in mixed games is to scoop the entire pot. The the traditional high poker hand rankings are used to determine the winner in both games. All right, let's get to the specifics of how to deal and play Drama Ha. And to be more specific, we'll call this Drama Ha High. A small blind and big blind are used for the two positions immediately to the left of the dealer button, respectively. After the blinds are posted, five cards are dealt to each player face down, one at a time, starting with the player to the immediate left of the dealer button, also known as the small blind, and proceeding clockwise around the table. A round of betting occurs, where each player, starting with the player to the left of the big blind, known as the the under-the-gun player, takes action as either folding, matching the big blind, or raising to a larger amount. Once action is taken by each player at the table still in the hand, beginning with the player closest to the left of the dealer button who is still in the hand, a card is burned, and three cards are placed face up in the middle of the table with these three cards known as the flop. Another round of betting takes place, beginning with the leftmost player at the table closest to the dealer button who is still in the hand and continuing clockwise around the table. Once action is taken by each player at the table still in the hand, beginning with the player closest to the left of the dealer button who is still in the hand, each player is prompted one at a time to discard any cards they wish to replace in their hand. You may choose to discard up to all five cards, although not recommended, or not to discard any cards, which is also known as standing pat. Once all players at the table and still in the hand have acted by discarding the cards they wish to replace, the dealer then replaces those cards in turn by dealing the same number of cards discarded by each player all face down to each of the respective players. Once this first and only draw is complete, without burning a card, a fourth card, known as fourth street or the turn, is placed face up to the immediate right of the flop cards. Another round of betting takes place, beginning with the leftmost player at the table closest to the dealer button, who is still in the hand and continuing clockwise around the table. Once action is taken by each player at the table still in the hand, Without burning a card, a a fifth card, known as Fifth Street or the River, is placed face up to the immediate right of the Fourth Street card. A final round of betting takes place, beginning with the leftmost player at the table closest to the dealer button, who is still in the hand and continuing clockwise around the table. Finally, the showdown, where one or two winners is determined with the player that has the best five-card draw hand 
using all five cards in their hand, winning one half of the pot, and the player with the best big O high hand using two of their whole cards plus three of the five community cards winning the other half of the pot. If one player has both the best five card draw hand and the best big O high hand, that player scoops the entire pot. That is, they win the entire pot. All right, so those are the specifics for deal and play for Drama High. Here are some beginner's tips to get you started. Remember, as I say in a lot of these games, the base first basic rule is to remember the rules. A reminder, this is a hybrid game of draw and flop poker. So it's a hybrid of draw poker and big O, that is five card Omaha High. Now, strategy tip two, the five card draw poker hand is more important than the Omaha High hand, meaning right? The Omaha high hand can be changed by the river. There are still cards to come that can improve. They can uh, improve your Omaha high hand, but the best five card draw hand is unchanged after the first draw. So start with the best five card draw hand since there is only one draw. So three bet the following five card draw hands as a way of narrowing the field so if you have something like two pair again these are in the five cards in your five card draw hand the, the ones that you're holding in your hand um, narrow the field by betting with most two pairs sets and also if you have ace ace or king king and you're in position um, do your best to uh, raise it up make a bet and uh, try to narrow the field down a bit so Another nuance is that the same card, the same five card drawing rules that might apply in straight five card draws. So if you listen to episode one, where I go over the strategy for five card draw, some of those rules don't always apply in Dramaha. And here's an example. Let's say you're dealt ace, queen, nine, nine, seven, or whatever after the draw. Um, no, before the draw, I'm sorry. Let's, let's back it up. You're dealt ace queen nine nine seven and the flop comes out three six eight so now you have your draw in drama ha you're going to keep the nine nine seven in hopes of getting an open-ended straight for the omaha hand right so you're going to keep your pair of nines keep the seven because you've got some straightening cards in contrast if you're playing simply five card draw you would likely discard ace queen and seven and simply keep the pair of nines and draw three to a pair of nines but since this is drama ha, you have to worry about the Omaha high hand, the uh, five card high hand. And so you keep the seven in the hopes that maybe, um, you know, since the flop is a six, six, eight, now you have six, seven, eight, nine. So you've got um, an open ended straight draw as well. So just some little nuances there between just simple five card draw and when there's a hybrid game like drama ha, where you have a draw and a flop game. I'm a little. Little detailed difference in a strategy. If you are initially dealt a pair, just kind of a statistic here, if you are initially dealt a pair, almost 25% of the time you'll make three of a kind with the five card draw hand or on the flop for the Omaha hand. So, right, so if you're initially dealt a pair, you make one draw for your five card draw hand, and that with, along with um, the flop for the Omaha hand, a quarter of the time, close to a quarter of the time, um, you'll make three of a kind.
All right, so those are some basic strategy tips to get you started in Dramaha. Let's talk about my recent play since episode 18. All right, so, well, we had our home game, uh, per the usual, I guess. Need a sip of beer um, before I talk briefly about this one. And I'm going to blow through the home game piece pretty quickly here um, because I have some other stuff I want to talk about. But uh, mostly because uh, I blew a little more money than I'm comfortable with at, uh, at the last home game. I was doing okay, uh, losing, you know, if you consider losing okay, doing okay in that I wasn't losing a ton of money, but uh, I don't know, it, things just got out of hand. I just uh, kind of busted, bought in for a little bit more, busted pretty quick again, bought in for a bigger amount, and it, it was just going downhill. Anyway, blew a little more than I'm comfortable with um, at a at a home game, but in any event, it was fun. It's fun to hang out with uh with some family and uh, and some of my family's friends and have a few drinks and just, just chill out. So that's the home game talk. For t- <laughs> I will bring it up again a little bit at the end, but uh, at the end of this sex- session of uh, where I talk about my recent play, but that's enough for now, enough for the moment. Uh, my online play, no online play. Um, keep thinking about getting back into it, but just I, I, I just have a, having a lot of trouble getting back because I I just like live play so much more. All right, let's move to the the real topic that you want to hear about today, and that's the casino games. I mentioned at the end of uh, episode 18 that there might be a uh, Turning Stone casino trip uh, in the future, and I did get to Turning Stone, and it was a crazy trip to say the least. Um, I wanted to play the No Limit Hold'em tournament that Turning Stone was running, but just didn't get a chance. So basically ended up playing one, two, No Limit cash games most of the weekend. Also played Blackjack for the first time ever in a casino, which was really exciting. Um, The poker room was quite busy. uh, And in fact, Friday and Saturday morning, early afternoon, there weren't a lot of cash games running uh, due to the tournament. They just had most of the dealers tied up in the tournament. Then once the tournament tables started to break, um, the cash games... uh, Cash game tables started building up a bit more. For better or worse, it didn't much matter from from my end. As I went on the trip with my nephew and a pile of his friends who we were traveling with, they're all on the younger side, and uh, which means they were staying out late, um, and we weren't really getting to the casino much before late afternoon, close to dinner time anyway. So the fact that the uh, cash games weren't really getting getting built up busy until uh, late afternoon, early evening uh was was really not a problem for most of them anyhow we did play quite a bit of one two no limit hold them cash games and i did watch uh some of the others in our traveling group play blackjack and the other what i call in the casino carnival games including mississippi stud three card poker four card poker and i'm not even sure what the other games they were playing are but it was entertaining to be able to watch and not worry about uh, losing money myself as I mentioned, I did play a few hands of blackjack. The minimum um, that they had on the night I played was $15 a hand. And I ended up winning close to $100, $95, at which point I stopped. And I shouldn't have. The cards were definitely coming our way. And I mean our way, meaning the player's way. The cards were coming the player's way and definitely coming my way. And I should have kept going. But I wanted to. Uh, I just wanted to be sure to book a win on my first blackjack outing, so I stopped course comes to find out you know i stayed um, because some others in the group continued to play next to me 
And my hunch was correct as the rest of the crew ended up winning quite a few hands after I uh, actually sat out. All in all, I was up uh, a little over $300 for the trip, so that worked out. And as I've mentioned in the past few episodes, again, it happened again. I went at the casino, come back home, give it back, to, give it back in the home game. And that's precisely what happened yet again. Stay tuned. One of these episodes, I'm going to book a big win in our home game. Finally, let's talk about not really some recent news from the poker world, but I, I uh, mentioned uh, at the beginning of the episode that I did want to uh, discuss uh, all these anonymous names online, including in online poker. So this is a topic I've mentioned briefly in a past episode or two that I've been wanting to address anonymous online usernames. And since anonymous social media usernames has been brought to the fore in the poker world, specifically with relation to the uh, Hustler Casino Live, Robbie and Garrett incident, and if you're not sure what I'm talking about, just look it up or have a listen to episode 18 uh, for more on that. I'm going to take a few minutes to address it here. Um, but first, a little background. It has come out in the poker world because during the uh, Hustler Casino Live investigation, an online Twitter user by the username of at the poker Karen. Apparently, their real name has been uncovered. And now, I don't want to get into the controversy of whether or not Hustler Casino Live or anyone else should uncover the actual name behind that online identity. But I do want to state my opinion of online fake identities uh, in general. And that's specifically that I, I do feel that al alternate identities should have never been permitted as the norm for online activity. I see no reason for not using real names and specifically relating to playing online poker for real money. If you go into a casino, you need to provide your real name. If you work or even try to get a job, you're expected to provide your real name. Go to get a driver's license. You're expected to provide proof of your name. How is it that online we are able to make multiples of accounts using different names? This has created a lot of problems in poker as well as outside of poker. But as far as poker, there have been numerous accounts of multi-tabling, i.e. cheating, because of the fact that we can make up whatever username we want to and have many different names even for the same person. I mean, you hear during my opening, I list several different online poker names for various sites. I don't even think that's all of them. I just, I can't even remember them all. Now look, I do realize my view is going to sound simplistic and there are loopholes because of the simplicity I'm presenting here. I am able to defend this viewpoint strongly, but I'm keeping it basic here on the basis of time and the fact that the arguments I hear against using real names online are all easily countered, whether it just be simple logistics or technical um, issues that people bring up. Uh, I, I have counterpoints to pretty much everything I've heard. Unfortunately, society has come this far with the use of false names, and it does become difficult to go back and fix. Though for poker sites, I, I don't think it's too much to ask. For real money poker, I don't think it's a big ask. I mean, I would 
honestly like to know if I'm actually playing against Phil Ivey or some fake running around with a Phil Ivey moniker. Now, this is an extreme example, but seriously, just as I sit at a live poker table and I can tell who I'm at a table with, even somebody like Jungle Man who's all dressed up in uniform in a costume, I can still tell it's Jungle Man, for example. Um, I don't think it's a big ask that I know the person I'm playing against online is who I think it is or who it should be, let alone even the same person I played yesterday or maybe even hours earlier who logged in under a different username. There's little reason, in my opinion, except for the purposes of deception. Finally, if you want to learn more about Dramaha or any mixed games, head over to Amazon for my book, Poker, All the Games, a comprehensive introductory guide to mixed games. There you can read the rules and basic strategy for each of 23 mixed poker games, and you won't have to keep rewinding the podcast to try to follow the rules. The book is more than just the rules and play of 23 mixed games. It's a good reference for definitions on all terms related to poker, so you're comfortable before sitting down at a poker table. There's also a chapter on poker history, a chapter on similarities between Hold'em and mixed games. There's there's talk and, and a chapter on why part of a chapter on why mixed games will make you more money than Hold'em potentially, and why it's a good idea to get into the mixed poker game arena now rather than later. Well, that's all for episode 19, Drama Ha. Thank you for listening to Poker All the Games. Follow me on Twitter at P-O-K-R All the Games. Subscribe for free at pokerchannel.substack.com. And as an aside, if you subscribe on Substack, you are able to leave comments there about any of the episodes. And you are also able to click the heart button so I know you've liked this episode. And join us again in two weeks for episode number 20, where we will keep the action going with a variation of Drama Ha High. Thanks to Ricky Snyder for music and sound. Be sure to leave us a review and subscribe to this podcast, Poker, All the Games, so you never miss an episode. Until then, may your hands be huge, your cards fill both high and low, and scoop as many pots as you can. Mm-hmm.